everyone. This is Schooling the Podcast. I am your host, Davina, and today I am joined by a very honorable guest. He sits as the Director for Administration and Co-Director for Research and Education for the ASEAN Youth Advocates Network's Brunei Darul Salam, and is going to pursue medicine at the beautiful and prestigious University of Glasgow. He is an avid public speaker and is a very academically accomplished person. It is truly my honor to be speaking to him today. Please welcome the very talented Nukman. Hi, Nukman. Hello. Thank you so much for the wonderful introduction. I wouldn't say I'm very accomplished, but yeah, that was nice. Thank you so much for having me as well. It's my absolute honor and pleasure to be part of the schooling podcast with the Davina so hey it's it's a win-win situation here <laughs> you and me both you and me both yeah how are you how are you doing are you okay how's how's life yes I am doing great at the moment I just started uni as well so I guess I'm trying to get into that momentum once again but yeah I am doing quite well riding on the waves currently how about yourself I'm okay. I'm okay. Thanks for asking. I'm trying to get this thing going. So, you know, um, I have a very quick question to ask you, and I hope I'm not being too uh, obnoxious by asking. I sort of want to ask, do you sometimes get irritated when your name's always underlined in like a red squiggly line in like docs and words? Because like, you know, these platforms don't recognize <laughs> your name. Because I've realized that as I was doing That is so true. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree, uh, especially like with Malay names as well. The default setting on like Microsoft applications or even like online de- documents in general, they always recognize like English as the standard, which is which is something I totally understand. But, you know, from time to time, I do, you know, do use the Malay diction, uh, Malay words for uh, my work. And yeah, that does annoy me from time to time. Like, okay, they don't recognize it. And frankly, my Malay isn't the best either. So I don't know if I'm spelling it correctly too. So it's just like, okay, I'm just um, playing my money here. Okay, am I doing this correct or not? Who knows? But yeah, I totally agree with you. I know I gave you a really short uh, intro. Uh, but for those who don't know you, can you tell us a wee bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, well, my name is Nukman. I am 19 years old. I am from Brunei Darussalam. I'm not sure if you've invited someone non-Malaysian on your podcast yet. Oh, wow. Okay. I guess I'm making history, guys. <laughs> okay. So thank you so much for welcoming me all the way from Brunei for this um, very great podcast. And yeah, I am currently studying medicine at the University of Glasgow. So I do aspire to become a doctor, hopefully. In the future, that is indeed one of my passions. And yeah, like you said, I represent I Am Brunei because I have this personal advocacy of empowering the community around me. I've always been passionate around that. I've done like community work ever since I was a young teenager and I fell in love with it basically. And that led me to do the various projects that I've done for the past few years. So yeah, it's honestly been a great experience advocating for empowering the community around uh, myself and the environment. And yeah, I am happy with where I am today. (laughs) I'm really grateful for all the opportunities too. Definitely. I feel like, you know, getting medicine in Glasgow, it's, it's, it's not a small feat. It's something you should be fantastically proud, you know, to do. Um, you've mentioned a wee bit about, you know, advocacy and the things you do. And I know that you're very academically uh, 
accomplished. So I want to kind of uh, dive deeper into that. Um, All right. Is it hard balancing it, or it, or is it more of a compromise? Huh. Ooh, I think I would say it's a bit of both. Actually, it definitely is challenging to balance all the academic side of things as well as the non-academic side of things. Um, particularly over the over my time during sixth form, I was doing a lot of things. There were a lot of things on my plate, and um, it was definitely hard. But um, yeah, I feel like those sacrifices were worth it too, um, because I hold by this um, one quote, which is, the pain of hard work will never hurt like the pain of regret. So I always tell myself that I should do it. I should push myself, but obviously not too hard in order to achieve the success and goals that I want, I've set myself to accomplish. And um, I always tell myself that, okay, I should put in the hard work before I regret it in the future. So that is my way of, um, dealing with the challenges, I would say, of trying to balance between the academic and non-academic side of things. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of intricate skills or like qualities that you need in order to uh, balance these things too. But it is definitely a mix of both to answer your question. Right. Because a lot of the times we see a lot of people being either really good at something and then just, you know, letting the other pass by or letting the other uh, fade down and you seem to establish a sort of I would say a symbiosis of, of some sort right like a sort of harmony between the two so that's interesting but I, I sort of want to dive into your motivation of doing so right because a lot of the times as students, we're trained to get our A's, do our, our subjects well and pick subjects that are very much uh, subjects that will sort of uh, aid us in the future. So I want to I shift the focus a wee bit to your extracurricular activities and sort of ask yourself what the motivation is behind a lot of the advocacy and a lot of the extracurriculars that you do. All right, so in terms of my motivation for my non-academic things, uh, the reason why I started all of um, these, non, these non-academic things, these uh, community service works, then uh, my advocacy as well, was a um, fun story. I was living in Jordan for five years. I actually lived in the Middle East for most of my life, but specifically in Jordan for five years. And uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but um, unfortunately, there was the Syrian civil war happening. And that was happening um, during my time there. So uh, in Jordan, there were a lot of Syrian refugees um, obviously fleeing Syria to Jordan and seeking refuge there in Jordan. So uh, they would live in such desolating circumstances and they would literally live on the streets in front of our house. And I was still a young teenager back then. And that sort of sparked something in me. I think that that was the start of my compassionate character in a sense. That's when I um, started doing community service. That's when I really started volunteering too. So over over time, it, I became passionate of um, helping others who are um, not so fortunate in terms of their circumstances and their environment. And um, seeing them smile during sad times when I was helping them really made me feel this sort of happiness within myself too. And I knew from that moment that I wanted to do something that would help others, um, empower others, empower the community around me. And thus, that's where my advocacy was born in a sense. So 
um, that's where I started doing all these things. And um, yeah, and I enjoy doing them too. Then we shift into where, you know, sixth form happens, secondary school happens. So obviously academic becomes more of the stressful thing that I need to focus on. But um, I didn't want to leave my advocacy or my, you know, passion for helping out others. And as well as that, I also uh, like to do these various co-curricular competitions that were not necessarily focused on my advocacy, but were not necessarily like um, part of my academics too. So like there was the um, like Malay Pidato Challenge or public speaking competition that I joined. There was the website designing competition that I joined. There, there were a lot of various random things that I did every now and then too. Um, and my motivation in terms of that was okay, if I, I, people in the future will not just want good grades in a person, they want an all-rounder, they want a holistic person and that in order for, you know, for the companies to succeed or that's what employers are looking for. So I wanted to sort of be the, to stand out from the crowd somehow so that it allows to it allows me to be open to various opportunities in the future, especially right now in the fourth industrial revolution where technology is literally replacing jobs. Like we're seeing automated cashiers, we're seeing um, automated like passport control gates at the airport. So a lot of jobs are slowly being replaced, and especially here in ASEAN, unemployment rates are like skyrocketing. So I knew that even though it's a collaborative effort us as individuals do need to play a proactive role in that too. So as students, one of the things that we should do is indeed not just have good grades, but also have those co-curricular um, activities or skills that will allow you to stand out from the crowd so that hopefully universities will select you, um, scholarships will select you, and employers will select you, and that you're really able to contribute to the community as well. So um, that was also that that realization of needing to be uh, need, needing to stand out from the crowd, especially in this current era, was also my was also a great source of my motivation in terms of these things that I pursued. Yeah, I agree. I think it's very important now that we're moving into you know a world where everything's rapidly changing, and that you know in order to meet the demands of the world in the, like the next 20, 30 years, we've got to keep ourselves consistently updated. So I, right. I do agree. Yes. Yeah, I do agree. And your motivations for, for your advocacy are so genuine and so heartwarming. But I want to sort of slightly shift it back to um, the exam side and the academic side. Do you think right, your no motivation <laughs> do you think your motivation sort of with uh, your motivation for advocacy, do you see it sort of transitioning into your exams and into your academics as well? Definitely, I would I would totally say yes to that question. Um, taking that motivation of like um, how I had how like the story of me helping Syrian refugees um, really motivated me for my advocacy. That is also one of the reasons why I am pursuing medicine too. I like to help out people, and as a doctor, you are essentially helping out patients. You're trying to treat their diseases so that they're able to live a better a better life, a happier life, and um, 
yeah, I, I, that was my main source of motivation, as well as me liking sciences somehow during secondary school and somehow being quite okay in it. So combine those two together, you get medicine. So that's how my passion for medicine came about. And yeah, there was a lot of interlap, interlapping over there, overlapping in my motivations for both uh, the non-academic side of things as well as my academics. So yes, I totally agree. You are a very genuine person and your motivations so are very much. genuine. No worries, but it's true. You are a very genuine person and your motivations are very genuine. And I hope you succeed in uh, your academics as well as your extra stuff, you know, because that's so what much, keeps Anna. us all going. Oh, no worries Indeed. at all. Um, but I, I sort of want to give you a, a, a quick little scenario, right? Um, right. Let's say uh, I am a high schooler and to me, the most important aspect is to get my grades because without the grades, essentially, I am nothing. So example, I am a high schooler, grades are the most important thing. It's one of the initial prerequisites to literally anything. And so for me, that is my number one focus. What is something you can say or something I should look towards in order for me to maybe perhaps also focus in the extracurricular uh, sector of things? I would say what my dad always says to me, actually. And that was pretty similar to what I said, too, was that to inspire that realization of um, good grades isn't the only thing that you need to succeed. So again, like I said, we are currently in this era where um, you don't, employers or people are just not looking for, are looking for not just good grades. They're looking for an all-rounder so that, uh, so if you're the high school student, I would persuade you in, in obviously in a respectful and convincing manner that, um, good, yes, it is correct that grades are important, but they're not the only thing that you need. There are also other things that you should have in order to complement your grades and be this all-rounder person and um, being able to succeed in this current era filled with challenges. Um, including COVID-19 and uh, Industrial Revolution 4.0 and many others. So um, the reason being, too, is that, again, through these co-curricular activities, through these non-academic things, you're developing essentially key 21st century skills that you need in order to succeed in the 21st century. So you don't really get those skills in a classroom or a lesson. It's um, it really is developing through these activities that um, you are being offered so that you're able to become a better person as well. It's really for your personal benefit. There is no there's not much harm in not just focusing on your, you know, on your grades. And like, um, I, that, I think that was also the reason why I, I could, during my A-levels, I took four subjects, which is more than the traditional number of subjects that you would usually take for A-levels. And apart from that, I was also being crazy with all these co-curricular competitions. And apart from my motivation that I mentioned, it, it, I think it was also to prove to people that you, even though you are, you know, even though you are 
studying A-levels, you are still able to pursue all these other co-curricular activities without, you know, uh, sacrificing in terms of its, the performance or the results. You're still able to do great even if you do both because I am aware that people don't want to pursue co-curricular activities because, oh, I don't have time. I don't have, uh, I, I want to focus on my exams because I have exams soon. But it is really, again, a it, it is really beneficial to you as a person in the end. And um, frankly, the co-curricular competitions and activities have allowed me to develop this confidence that um, I am really grateful to have today. I was a very shy and reserved person if I, if you look at the 2012, for example. So um, yeah, it has developed um, me to become the person I am today. And I'm really grateful for doing all of those things and I don't regret it a single bit <laughs> awesome it seems like you you really enjoy what you do and that's 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 the best part of it all right but indeed yeah it's fantastic it's fantastic really but I sort of want to maybe pose another scenario if you don't mind all right um, so sure. let's say um, I am a student that isn't very into um, the academic side of things so a lot of my energy goes into co-curriculum and I excel in that tremendously. Would that be a better alternative than, um, a better scenario, if I may, than the initial one where somebody focuses entirely on the academics and completely avoids uh, the uh, uh, co-curriculum side of things? Would that be a, a better scenario or is that still weird? I would say that it's quite similar in terms of how I would approach the student um, at being said. So again, we I would try to uh, instill that importance of having good grades in order to um, being in order for you to um, pursue the traditional route of uh, you know getting a job or whatsoever that is uh, the traditional route. The traditional route I mean is like going to university, then getting a job, etc. After you get your degree, um, and that's what how a lot of people set their mind to. However, it does also depend on the person itself, on like what their heart is set out to do. So I know there's I I know and I realize that that traditional route isn't the only road to success. There are loads of other roads to, um, to success and being able to achieve the goals that you are you have set yourself to achieve. So um, that could mean opening a business uh, at a young age. And we have seen a lot of success stories of teenagers opening their own businesses after dropping out of school. And that is another um, great journey to success, in my opinion, too. It's just that I personally cannot do business. So that's something I already not considered a long time ago. But anyway, yes, that is indeed a great, um, another alternative way of achieving success. And I guess that also applies to various things like sports, for example, or um, really focusing on those skills too, because those skills do indeed, are, are indeed valuable somehow in today's world. So yeah, you just need to make sure that you are, you know where you're going in a sense. So uh, have a long-term plan in terms of if you're not going to go the traditional route, have a long-term safe and secure plan in um, what you have set your heart out to achieve. And hopefully it will indeed go, you will indeed arrive at that destination that you've always wanted to go to.
Awesome. Thank you so much. That was so insightful. I think the the reality of, of any scenario really is to always ensure that you have a good, uh, like we've mentioned earlier, a good balance of both, right? So that right. you yes. are you are academically inclined as well as doing the things that you need to do in order to survive in a very uh, strenuous and a very uh, rapidly changing industry. So I guess that balance is very, very important. And you've, you've managed to achieve that. I have a very interesting question, and I don't mean this in a very like a bad way, right? But <laughs> will them, I, with a lot of these um, projects, I can understand the stress and the the sort of mental and emotional toll that a lot of these things take. So, do you think there is a likelihood of somebody getting burnt out when they start doing these things? Definitely is. You're bound to experience it at one point if you are really over pushing yourself. And that is actually a lesson I learned during my sixth form time. I was, I didn't, I, I've never really experienced burnt out before like, coming to sixth form. And um, that's why I guess I was very enthusiastic. I was like, oh, I should do this. I should do that. And I did not know how to say no. So that was one weakness of 2019 Nookman hat. So um, I was doing a lot of these things and yeah, sure, the results were great. But at one point, I just, I, I remember I just fainted at school because I was really burnt out. And that was a very unfortunate thing. And um, it was, it was a really huge life lesson I learned that, um, yes, doing these two things are great. And um, you should really uh, have that balance, but doing too much is also unhealthy for yourself, both physically and mentally. You really need to listen to your body and listen to yourself and ask yourself, how are you doing? I, I didn't really ask myself that throughout my likes. Um, my first year of sixth form, I would say, when I was like really going crazy with all of these things. So after that particular incident, I, um, I guess my friends also really supported me through that process of trying to regain myself and um, gain that energy and momentum back and really having that proper healthy balance between your academic side of things and non-academic side of things. So how that would, uh, how that, that, what that would go is really prioritizing what you actually need to do and uh, sort of um, kindly and respectfully saying no to those things that you could say, um, okay, maybe not now, hopefully in the future, you get this opportunity again when the time is right. And um, honestly, I don't regret it again. It, at first I was like, I don't wanna leave this. I don't wanna leave this. But um, you know, a good friend of mine, um, he was like telling me, it's okay, Nokman, this is more important. And hopefully this will um, come up again in the future, but you need to focus on this right now. And you also need to focus on yourself. So um, the life lesson is uh, then, uh, and firstly, to really listen to your body and uh, ask yourself, how are you doing? So that you don't prevent, you prevent yourself from burning out. And secondly, is to learn how to say no. It's such a simple two word, a two letter word. And um, with the, you just need to do it respectfully and in the right manner, of course, so that I'm sure other people will definitely understand um, 
your situation if you carefully explain it to them. And um, you will all, if you have good intentions, it's not going to be a problem at all. Awesome. And I think that beautifully sort of wraps it up for us. But before we go, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, by the way, just. Me too, definitely. Yeah, it was very insightful and I learned a lot about you as well. So thank you for sharing. And I'm sorry you fainted. I hope that never happens to you again. Some, no somebody worries. that's along, I understand. Like, it's, it's a horrible situation to be in. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. Uh, but before we, before we end, I sort of want to ask, what's in store for Nukman now? Like, what, what do we, where do we see you going? What do we see you doing? Can we support from a distance? Can we support from like, more than one meter distance? Like, what's the distance <laughs> Um, so I actually am going to really focus on my studies nowadays. I had a great one year after sixth form. It wasn't really a gap year. It's just that here in Brunei, uh, we finish our A-levels in like November and then uni only starts in September. So it's kind of like a nine to 10 months of like, which is a long year of, you know, um, really trying to develop yourself. And I've, I've been really grateful for that period of time I've, done a lot of projects already and um, like the ASEAN Youth Forum and the PTES Youth Model ASEAN meeting I founded. So I was, I'm really grateful for those opportunities already. Um, however, I will be taking a short hiatus, I would say from all of these projects and really focus on uh, medicine. This is indeed my first year too. So I'm just trying to get my feet firm on the ground. It's gonna be a new environment for me. So. Yeah, but hopefully in the future, you get to see me as Dr. Nukman Salimin, hopefully in five years time. Um, and I am definitely not saying goodbye to all of these, um, you know, community service side of, side of things. I am definitely still considering that um, for in the future, once I, you know, set my things straight, I focus on, I, I, once I get into the momentum of medicine, once I... Um, come back from Glasgow perhaps so that I really am able to pay back to the Brunei community um, what I have learned there so that I'm really able to empower the community which just comes back to why I have started doing all of this in the first place so yes you can see me hopefully not a lot in a few years time really trying to realize my personal advocacy and continue that so um I just wanna give you a quick opportunity. Um, before we end, is there anything you'd like to say, add, anything you'd sort of want to, last minute tips, any parting words, anything, the floor is yours, go ahead. All right, okay, I actually, I actually have one particular topic that I would like to talk about, which is, real. I, I only realized this today too, this morning, it was, um, the fact that exams are getting canceled and it's unfortunate that a lot of students have to face this last minute so that, you know, they worked hard for this. And um, unfortunately, due to like COVID and social restrictions, they're not able to have their exams and, um, you know, they're doing students assess grades. And like, if I were in their shoes, I would definitely be, you know, a bit uh, quite sad in terms of you know, how hard I've worked for the past two years. But I just want to say to those people all around the world who are affected by this problem, that you are doing an excellent job. And the reason for that is 
that you have survived the pandemic and also online classes, which I, I would, it's safe to say no other batch in history has ever done. So congratulations to you for that as well. And for having that perseverance to battle through something so tough and challenging, it really is very um, outstanding, for, in my opinion, for having to go through that, for having to go through that challenges. And I'm sure other employers in the future, universities that you will apply to, will acknowledge that and take that into consideration. So after receiving this sort of devastating news, please make sure to take that rest or mental break to really adapt to the news too. I, I understand that it is quite a hard, tough pill to swallow. So yeah, just take that time to um, mentally rest yourself after you know intense hard work and the other thing I would also like to say is to be patient with yourself and others too. Everyone is facing this pandemic. It's not just you. You're not alone in this. We're in this together. So everyone will be facing their challenges. So it's not, don't be so harsh on yourself if things are not working out the way you intend it to be because other people will be facing the same problems too and they will understand your situation. So if you don't get the grades that you wanted, I'm sure the people who are using those grades will understand and I'm sure you can work things out somehow. It's not the end of the world. And you should also trust yourself in the process. You've worked hard two years and I'm sure you've already proven what you deserve. And hard work is the price you pay for what you're going to get. So truly believe in that. You're going to get the results you deserve. And yeah, remind yourself of why you started this in the first place. You will still be able to achieve that destination you intend to, but there's just a slight detour in your journey. So don't be too um, harsh on yourself because of that. It really, it will work out in the end, inshallah. I hope so. And I pray for all the best in everyone's journeys towards their success, especially those affected by this exam cancellation um, period. And to just wrap things off, I just want to say thank you so much to Davina for inviting me to schooling the podcast. Um, it has been an exciting and interesting experience. I think this is like my first time doing a podcast too. So thank you so much. It has been an honor and pleasure. And I hope we cross paths again soon. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's It's been an honor and pleasure to have you here. I, I've never had anybody from uh, over the sea that has been on the podcast. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure this will not be your last podcast. So thank you so much uh, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk to me. Your insights, your experiences, your stories, they will all be very helpful for all our listeners. If you want to find out more about Nukman and what he's up to, feel free to look for him on his socials. It will be in the description box below. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for more content like this. Um, again, I am your host, Davina, and you just listened to Schooling the Podcast. Take care. Bye. <laughs>